Hello and welcome to the Slow Home Podcast. This is episode number 107. Sounds wrong, as my voice does as well. <laughs> yeah, what have you got against one hundred and seven? I don't know. It just sounds like a lot of pog pasts. It is a lot of pog pasts. You'll find it's one hundred and seven of them. Mm. And for listeners uh, listening in, as they tend to do, <laughs> this is me, Ben, not someone else with a much deeper, very gravelly voice. Very, very gravelly voice. You're a bit sick. I am. Brooks got me out of bed for this one. I am a jerk like that. I make you work, 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 work. (laughs) (laughs) But with good reason, because it's another experiment, another start of the month experiment. Yes, it is. (laughs) I didn't know what that was for. (laughs) And what experiment are we doing? We are decluttering. We are going back to my simplifying roots, back to where it all began five or six years ago, and we are playing the min's game. So the minimalists game, Ryan and Joshua have a, a game for minimalists where... What does that involve? Minimizing. Mm-hmm. Day one of the month, you declutter one item. Day two, two items. Day three, three items, and so on and so forth. Up to day 31, where you declutter 31 items. So That's I actually so haven't crazy. done the maths, but that would be a lot of things to get rid of in a month. Hang on, just let me do the maths. To carry the full <laughs> 496 items. Did you just do that in your brain? Yeah. That's so impressive. Crazy. 496? Yep. Wow. Okay. Let's well, call it a, let's call it an even 500. Let's call it an even 500, all right. Maybe by the end of the experiment, you'd be like, can't we just round it down to 20? <laughs> <laughs> so that is what we are doing. And the reason why, I think, twofold... It's still one of the areas that people coming to slow living, they, they start there for really good reason. And much like our, like our own experience where you want to slow down, you want to simplify, that as a big thing is really overwhelming. Like where do I start? How do I start? And I always talk about starting with why, but in terms of practical steps you can take, just starting to lighten the load, getting rid of some of the excess makes a massive difference. And that is how we started. I mean, I started by decluttering mm-hmm. and it grew slowly over five or six years into this whole shift in the way we live, which has brought us to now. You know, in this year, we've seen big changes in a whole heap of areas, but it all started with decluttering. So, and I, I think also it's kind of helpful for people to realize that you don't just do it once, mm. you know, and we've minimized the stuff that comes into our house, but we still get to a point probably once a year where we get that like itchy feeling. Like, there's just a bit too much happening in our house. And yeah. we, yeah, and that's partly because the kids grow up and they grow out of things and things that they use, they no longer use, but it's also just partly the accumulation of things. So, and you know, it's when that we slip into that mindlessness, like instead of bringing a new thing in, taking an old thing out, it's just, you know, an addition. So it's also just to kind of prove that it happens 
as a process, like it's a cycle. Mm. And while there's less and less and it's easier and easier to simplify, it does happen. So I don't ever want people to feel bad about that either. If they find themselves 12 months after doing a big declutter that they have to do it again, providing it's not, you know, just like a, a mass consumption of things, then, you know, don't feel bad about it. Or even if it is a mass consumption of things, everyone, everyone makes errors in judgment or buys a box full of things that they don't necessarily need. So exactly. Yeah. Go easy on yourself. So with the 496 items, we're going to try and, and do it. I think we'll fail this one. I just don't think we will. And this is individually we're doing this. Yes. So that's that's. So it's almost crazy. a thousand things. Yeah, it's almost. So I think we'll struggle to do it. But it's not a matter of failing. And, and it's an not, experiment. It's an experiment. It, it does include kids stuff though too. It's not just our stuff. Can it be like the kids? No, I don't think so. Oh, so... <laughs> 496 individual... I don't think I own that many items. Yeah, you say that. Everyone says that. But the average house has something like 200,000 items in it. So, kids' but stuff... But personal... Like, you're not talking about... You're talking about personal items, not not house items as well, are you? Oh, no, no, no. That's fine. I just don't think it's fair to use the kids' stuff as, like, a buffer of what to get rid of. I might change my tune on the 15th of October. <laughs> like the next podcast. <laughs> Scratch that. What I actually meant was the kids' stuff totally counts. But we did a big declutter of the kids' stuff just before we started this experiment. I was hoping you weren't going to mention that. Okay. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't say anything. So they're the rules out of the way. Let's talk about the first three days. So we're up to day three. Of we are our up to day three. Challenge, experiment. So far, so easy. <laughs> so far, so easy. It's only been six items. And what are the six items that you've gotten rid of so far? I mean, we're not going to do this for everyone. No, this would be but, utterly boring. But what we will do is we will take pictures of it every week. Yes. So follow along the hashtag yeah. Slow Home Experiment. And also if you're playing along, hashtag Min's Game as well, so that the boys know that you're yeah. you're playing along. Uh, but I will upload them to Instagram probably once a week because like, no one Yeah, I think we only document what we've done in the last week, yeah. not every day. 496 items. No, not also not that. But we'll have photos over on the blog and Facebook yeah. too. But the first three days, really easy. I got rid of a daggy old t-shirt that was crunched up in the back of my drawer. Yeah, yeah. A sports bra, a sock that had no mate. Don't know where the other sock went. Mm. Three worn out gym tops, like gross, sweat stained. Yeah. Really ugly. Cool. And that's the, it's easy, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I was the same. I got all. You got, got rid of your sports bra. Yeah, yeah. Got rid of the sports bra. Oh, God. I got rid of uh, six t-shirts, six old t-shirts. I bought two new t-shirts recently, and I'm getting rid of six. These are t-shirts like you that just didn't haven't gotten worn for like twelve months. They kind of shuffle their way back don't to they? the back of the drawer, and yeah. even though we don't have a lot of clothes, no. you still wear. Not everything that you own. So exactly, exactly. Dig into the back of those drawers, folks, if you're looking mm. for where to start. Really easy to let go of things that you forgot you owned. Exactly. <laughs> and we're, it's strange that we've both started with the clothes. I think that's the easiest way. Well, I kind of walked into the bedroom and thought, what can I, yeah, where same, can I start? Same. And the chest of drawers was right there. So yeah. just working through that. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's interesting. Tell me about these t-shirts though, because there is a bit of a story with one of them. There is. And if you're looking at the photo of them, it's the one with the, an old guy with a beard. And it is significant because I attach some feelings to this t-shirt. Because this t-shirt 
while I haven't worn it at least 12 months, I reckon it's probably 18 months since I last wore it, but that T-shirt I wore to, wore to, I had on when both our kids were born. Mm-hmm. So when they were both born, uh, I was wearing that T-shirt and that was the first piece of clothing that they touched of mine. Mm. So I have obviously got a little bit of an attachment to this T-shirt and have for a while because it's like seven, eight years old. Yeah, I remember when I bought it for you. Yeah, so that was hard. But you know what? It wasn't that hard because like you say, it's not about the actual item. No, the memory of the kids being born. feelings that you put into that item. And I have put feelings into this item, but I'm now in a space where I can let it go. Uh, like one year ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to. Mm. Two years ago, but now I think, I think it's time to let it go. I also think that there is an element of time to those sentimental things. Yeah. It's okay if you're not ready to let go of sentimental items. Like, mm. I think that's where you can either feel overwhelmed or make a decision that you regret. You know, I don't think you need to use sentimentality as an excuse to hold on to things. But when things are genuinely important to you. You know, like for good or not so good reasons, it doesn't matter. Mm. They are important to you and that's not a lie. So I think that it does sometimes take time to process how you feel about things and how you feel about that specific thing and coming to the understanding that the memory of the kids being born is not in that T-shirt. No. Like you give away that T-shirt or you donate it to the rag bag people, Yeah. you will still remember the kids being born. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. It's weird, though, that I don't, I don't understand why I've put that memory into that shirt. Like, I think it was just coincidence that I had that T-shirt on when they were both born. Yeah, I don't know. Why do I even know that? Our minds do funny do you know things. Maybe because there's a photo of you holding them or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. But it's sort of just, who cares? Yeah. Sentiment, sentimentality is a strange thing. I'm not a particularly sentimental person, but I still come across things that kind of tug at the heartstrings a little bit if I think about letting them go. Mm. Even something like a, one of the kids' artworks that's been hanging on the wall or the fridge for a while. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. It, it genuinely brings a smile to my face. I, If I'm going to recycle it, which I sometimes do, I do get a bit of a tug at the heartstrings, but I know that I keep enough. The kids have each got a memory box that at the end of every school term, mm. they can choose a few things that we hang up on the walls to put in the memory box. So I'm keeping enough. Yeah. You know, and that may or may not become something that we go through with them later and simplify even more. I'm sure we will. Yeah. Because they're prolific. Kids are mm. prolific at producing beautiful artworks. Yeah. But they I mean it, it I've never still, with the exception of my Hobbit poem, (laughs) regretted one single thing that I've decluttered. And there's been many times where I'm like, oh, that's a bit of an uncomfortable feeling. Mm. But not once have I turned around and gone, oh, I wish I didn't get rid of that, except for my Hobbit poem, which was amazing. Yeah. I hope I don't regret getting rid of... (laughs) You nearly fell off your chair. Spilt my tea everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Very. The show must go on. The show, the show will go on, broken chair or not. So I think one of the great things about doing this experiment is that it takes away the big looming issue of how do I declutter? You know, because all you have to do in the beginning is let go of one thing and then two things. And I think everyone listening could find one thing or two things to let go of. Yeah. 
So I think it's it's really a nice introduction to letting go. And also for people who have simplified, it might be a nice challenge to look around with fresh eyes and think other things that are now feeling excess because they change over time. Something like your T-shirt that you have had an emotional attachment to last year did not feel like excess, but this year it does. Yeah. And I think that's just, that's just a a learning and a figuring out what's really important and figuring out our, our, our feelings and our thoughts on these things as well. So even if you've gone through it, try it, you know, join, join in with the experiment and try it and see how you go. We may fail. Embarrassingly. (laughs) (laughs) This may be another journaling exercise. I don't think it will. I like, like, I've got high hopes for this one. But if you do want some guidance and maybe some more reading about decluttering, I have written about it at length on the blog. So, for today's show notes, head over to slowyourhome.com slash 107 and I will include some links to some decluttering posts and some how-tos and, you know, checklists and things like that, which I think will help, it's particularly clear. as you get further in mm. to the yeah. decluttering and you're looking at doing 15 or 20 things a yeah, day. Yeah, I wonder what stage it gets like. Difficult. Well, yeah, be I, interesting. I think it's going to be within this next week. Do you? Yeah, I think it's probably going to be... From five onwards. Oh, no. <laughs> really? Is that when we start to dig into the kids' stuff? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Be interesting. Oh, oh, okay, here's a challenge within the challenge. Okay. We can't dig into the kids' stuff this week. Uh, this week is... I have no plans on it. Oh, look at... You have a sense of calm about this. I've I'm, been I'm already before. throwing out a very sentimental piece of clothing. I'm very sentimental. Wow. Sentimental about my sports bra. So, join us. Give it a shot. <laughs> join us. <laughs> Give it a shot. You know, jump on the, the men's game bandwagon and hashtag your Instagram photos. Uh, tweet us. I'm at Brooke McCallery on Instagram and Twitter and Slow Your Home on Facebook. Ben is Ben Zero underscore MC. Rolls off the tongue on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But for now, I'm going back to bed. Bye. Jack Rabbit FM for your ears. Who is that? Hi,